the Giant Dwarf podcast may contain foul language and or swearing. Listen at your own risk. How do you do, fellas? Uh, it's the Giant Dwarf. And uh, we are back, I guess. Yeah. Have we Hello. been gone? I don't know. But uh, we, here we are, at yeah. least. <laughs> we're back. We're back. We're here. We're always here. We never leave. No, uh, we refuse to leave. The Midget Mansion. <laughs> are we back to the Midget Mansion? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Wasn't it Miniature Mansion? Was? Yeah, it's the Model Mansion now. Model. Uh, full of models. Full of models. <laughs> of, yeah... Depending on your, uh, depending on your mind, if you're dirty or not, you see either hot babes or hot miniatures, or both, or miniature model babes. <laughs> <laughs> That's hot. Uh, we're just we're just rambling. Uh, so how how are you doing, Lars? Good. And you? Mm-hmm. I'm alright. Very good. Survived the weekend. Yeah, I usually do. <laughs> usually do. <laughs> cool. Um, so, I guess we're going to chat a bit today about some stuff. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I'm fine with that. I'm fine with chatting. You accept, you accept this challenge? I accept the challenge. Yeah, that's good. Always good to have a willing partner. <laughs> I could resist, but I, I can't be bothered with it now. <laughs> today, I'm going to try something new today. We're going to um, try to actually... Um, be a bit systematic. Although, really? Yeah, although it kind of um, goes against our format, our, our regular format. <laughs> I thought it would be cool to try. Um, so, we're going to start off with our first segment, the news. News? What fucking news? So, for today's big news. How big? How big? Oh, it's pretty big. Um, Lone Wolf, the tournament in America... Oh, the US away. Yeah, the US away. Lone Wolf is about to sell out. Not as in being a sellout, (laughs) but as in selling out all the tickets. Oh, right. Okay. So it's a good good way, and sell out in a good way. (laughs) I was going to say. They are um, approaching 90, 90 plus players. So that's pretty cool. What Uh, is the maximum? 100? I think their maximum is around 90. So they actually... So they wrote... uh, on the Mantic forums that they have to try to like expand or something. But they are pretty much maxed out now. Sounds like they're doing the same as the airlines. They just overbook. <laughs> assume uh, people are not, a couple people will not show up. Like overbooked by like 10%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least that's pretty, pretty, uh, that's a pretty decent tournament, I'd say. 90 plus players. Mm-hmm. If they get up to like 100, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good number. It's some sort of record, maybe not, but uh, it's pretty well, close. Yeah, it's more than Clash of Kings. Yeah, I think it'll, we're far, a bit off from seeing 100 players at a Norwegian tournament. That's, that's yeah, at least so we're far. hovering at 99, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Lone Wolf, uh, last weekend of April, that tournament is going down, and they are using the Clash of Kings 17 uh, book. Mm. So, that's cool. Good. And uh, yeah, I guess it's the guys that run the Bareface podcast who are uh, arranging this tournament, as far as I can tell. Sounds cute, Bareface. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a cuddly bear. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, oh, like a face of a bear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is, I have never thought of that. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you want to experience Lone Wolf, then you are running out of time. So, uh, if you want to go there and have a barbecue and beer and berettas or other handguns, I'm sure, then go to... <laughs> other go to, handguns yeah, are available. Go to Texas. Jesus. Have fun. Sounds amazing. <laughs> so, that's cool. Good, good job, uh, Bearface guys. Uh, it's nice that you are arranging huge and uh, hopefully successful tournaments. But we're not going. Um, we are not going. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll go sometime. Yeah. But uh, it's a bit pricey at the moment to go to Texas for a tournament. But, uh, you know, if they keep it up for uh, several years, then at some point, I'm sure, maybe... Yeah, in, uh, in 10 years, 
Yeah, yeah. Say right now that we will go. Then I'll we'll have saved enough money to go. Yeah, but I guess it's the one for the the bucket list. Yeah, definitely. On my bucket list. And for the local news. Local. Local news. How us, local are we talking? I think this room. <laughs> well, let's at least Oslo, I guess. Mm, we Oslo. could go Norway, but uh, this news is for Oslo, for our uh, Oslo listeners. Um, the next tournament in Oslo is uh, called the Hunt for the Artifact, and mm. it's being arranged on the 1st of April oh. by William. And uh, it's a very nice prize has been made. Uh, I think it's William's dad or something has uh, like handcrafted this amazing wood mask that resembles yeah. like a dwarf warrior. Yeah. It's pretty awesome, and um, it's awesome enough that it shouldn't be handed out as a prize, I think. <laughs> it <laughs> no. should be hung on the wall somewhere, and maybe you should get your, like, your name, you know, uh, carved into it, or... Uh, yeah, it's a very nice uh, statue. Yeah. What's that called again? Like a trophy that just, uh, you, you know, you get your name on it, and if you win it, like, three times in a row, then maybe you can keep it. Oh, yeah. One of those. Yeah. Maybe that that's a better use for something that's such amazing price. But anyway, uh, it's looking up. Uh, we have like uh, 15, 16 people, I think, signed up now. Um, it's yeah. um, uh, contrary to popular belief. It's not an April's Fool's joke. It is on the 1st of April, and it's an actual it's tournament. It's the same as uh, Fool's of War, uh, yeah. Darren's uh, That's tournament. right. Do you think he also struggles with people like, uh, you know, they're afraid of being uh, conned, meeting it? Meeting up there, at yeah. The, but that I think that's just in general being Darren. I don't think people take him seriously. <laughs> They're like, oh, he's not. <laughs> is he gonna show up to run this event, or, or is he just gonna, you know, when we're all stood outside the event, we'll, he'll call us and like, haha, you're yeah. fools, <laughs> April's fools of war. <laughs> oh, you got us again, Darren. <laughs> yeah, try to maybe arranging tournaments on the first of April is uh, not the best idea. But uh, hopefully people will understand that uh, us gamers, we are honest folk and we don't usually con people with uh, stuff like this. No, not usually. Anyway, the Oslo tournament is at 1600 points, trying something new, uh, a bit uh, noob friendly, that's cool. Um, In what way is it noob friendly? Yeah, just the points, I think. Ah, points, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it meant like simple rules or something. No, it's just, you know, smaller point size. Uh, we are also using the Clash Kings pack. Uh, we are uh, William has actually predefined the four um, scenarios that we're gonna play. Did you know that? Really? No. I, yeah. I mean, uh, it's uh, push, control, ransack, and eliminate. Huh? There you go. Some uh, of the new ones. Yeah. Are all new? If you, they're not original ones. None That's of these. true. Yeah, they are like the next second generation, second and third generation yeah. uh, <laughs> scenarios. So that's cool. We won't talk uh, much more about those this time, but um, that's the local news. It's very local. Well, that was the news segment, Lars. Cool. So, um, what else is going on? There's this new book that's been, been published, isn't it? Oh yeah, the book. The book, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the book with the capital. The book of books. Book of all books. Bestseller. Um, I think, yeah, is it, I guess. Yeah, I think so, yeah. At least Nick is a um, published author now. Yeah, I think it um, outranks uh, Lord of the Rings even now on the charts. <laughs> <laughs> well done, well done. Uh, we promised to talk about something uh, that no one else talked about, about this book. Yeah, we promised it'd be the best one, best review. Mm, did we? I thought we just promised <laughs> to talk about something, something that the others didn't touch on. Uh, Maybe. But of course, there's only been one yet, and that was the direct misfire one, and they yeah. were pretty quick. I didn't hear that one. Um, did you? I did. I, yeah, I heard it. It was cool, but they, you know, they kept pretty much to the point and didn't talk a lot uh, around it, no, you know, right. like we usually do. Uh, but of course, I uh, I came prepared to find some facts that no one else talked about because I assumed that by now there would be like. Uh, um, Four podcasts who had all covered everything. Yeah. So of course yeah, I thought you know we wouldn't do that. Of course. Um, yeah, I've like prepared like you know uh, a point where you know you just unhear every all the other reviews. You know, prepare for this one. Yeah. Because it would be the best one. But if no one's, it's just one 
podcast did this. It's not much competition. It's not. So maybe we could talk about it. Yeah, sure. Hmm? Um, where where is the book? <laughs> oh, uh, well, I didn't. It's in my backpack. I brought it as well, but it's not here in this room. So um, let's go by memory. <laughs> well, it's a good book. We both brought the book. We didn't bring it here. That's a good job. Well, we should do uh, memorize it by now. No. Yeah. But uh, well, short. Most people know this already. It's uh, it's been published in uh, book form. And actually, it's been digital released. Yeah, has it? Yeah, yeah it's good. very, very recently. Because um, first they said, like, it's not going to be... Well, I'm not, I'm not sure if they actually said that, but there seemed to be, like, a general consensus that it was not going to be released digitally. But then mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, I heard now. They, uh, they released it in, not in PDF, as you would expect, but in Excel. I heard. So, um, what? It's just <laughs> it's an Excel document. You're kidding, right? No, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it's a PDF. I didn't even know. <laughs> it would be funny if they did like a whole new like format. A Word document. Yeah, so like you can edit. <laughs> and you can edit the master as well. <laughs> well, let's hope it's a locked PDF. Yeah. Well, anyway, Searchable. Well, I don't know. I don't know. We, we should check this out. Yeah, we should have. We should have checked it out before we (laughs) talked about it. But uh, in any case, if you are unable to get a copy, a physical copy of the book, then you can uh, buy it on the Mantic website. Mm. I think it's a tad bit cheaper even than buying the physical. I would imagine it would be. Yeah. Um, So I know at least one person that's bought it. And uh, and that's cool because it's not always easy to get this publication... I mean, Mantic stuff isn't for sale in every local hobby shop. No. So, you know, we would be, if we didn't have our local uh, uh, sort of pusher man hero, William, then who actually yeah. gets us all this stuff, <laughs> then we wouldn't have had it either. He was basically running around like one of those uh, 30s uh, paper boys, wasn't he? Like, <laughs> waving the book around. Just Get your him. free book. Well, not free. Yeah. Get your book. Get your Mantic stuff. Yeah, but William's been uh, kind enough to uh, buy like a little stack of those. Mm-hmm. So we both so got our copy through him. We're well supplied in Oslo anyway. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. Um, but for you know, for everyone who feels like it's hard to get uh, their hands on the copy, then you can buy it digitally. So that's cool. And uh, in this book, you will find uh, lots of uh, you know different info. Um, for the more rookie players, you will find like how to arrange a tournament, uh, how the clock should be set up, mm-hmm. uh, how the terrain should be set up even. Uh, they forgot to put a link to your uh, map pack, uh, sadly. Yeah. But, uh, but, um, that's, that's a disaster. Yeah, but we'll, is, uh, they'll, they'll find out eventually. Uh, and, uh, Romantic or people? <laughs> well, everyone. Well, we should be sponsored by Mantic. Your map actually should have like a banner. Of yeah. <laughs> should, yeah. Just um, uh, you know, contact me if, uh, you know, <laughs> at uh, epicdwarf at epicdwarf.cu. Um, you know, we actually yes. have an email. Do we? Yeah, it's giantdwarfpodcast at gmail.com. Ah, use that one. Yeah, you can use that one. <laughs> it works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, for the uh, this book is not just for the the rookies; it's also for us experienced tournament uh, gamers. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe I should buy this book. Yeah, you should. And <laughs> uh, there are uh, new scenarios, and the current scenarios are all been compiled, which I guess is a good thing. Yeah, so, I, I like that that they had they also included the old ones. Yeah. That's but good. here's the thing. Yeah. And uh, they removed the explanation mark. Oh yeah, the ex- exclamation point. Yeah. The loot! Scavenge! Yeah. <laughs> oh, not scavenge, but... Invade! <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, they did. Do you think that was uh, intentional? Yeah, I would think so, maybe. Don't I you mean, feel that imagine... this kind of removes some of the... Like, the impact of the game? Yeah, maybe, yeah. You know, as a, <laughs> if, if you're mar- into marketing and stuff, then uh, that could have an impact. Yeah. And uh, mm. my at epicdwarf.com, I made a scenario randomizer. Yep. And there I made them. You know, as they were written in the original book. You made an effort to put the exclamation points. Yes. And, and now uh, they're taking it yes, away? Yes, now I'm torn. Should I remove it? Or, oh my um, God. Is that now not official Our mantic policy? Yeah. yeah shit. 
Well, that's a big question. I'll write. I'll make a note of that, and I will ask Nick if this was yeah. a mistake or a, some sort of marketing drive from the from <laughs> Could the be top some brass. genius marketing yeah. strategy. <laughs> but uh, you had a good point. It's very good that the all twelve scenarios are now in yeah. one place, because um, you know it's a bit of a hassle to have the original six in one book, and then we mm. have two. Loot, I mean, push and control <coughs> kind of just came in a PDF for something, mm. and then they so it's a good good compilation. Also, they have written in uh, unit strength instead of you know points values, which yeah. is a good thing. Uh, I really like that. Um, so what would that do in a game? Well, instead of uh, instead of uh, let's say you play invade and you, instead of like how many points is this unit how many points uh, yeah. is my unit instead of like going by the points which i feel kind of takes you out a bit of the battle experience if you will especially if you have to you know put add them together and stuff yeah, like, yeah. Like three units in there well, yeah, you have to ask do. for three numbers and then add them together yeah and then make like a battle decision based on yeah. that <laughs> so but in the unit strength uh, chart then you know it's um, dependent on the size of the unit like a troop is one point regiment is two point and a horde is a three points i think uh, and uh, war machines and individuals i believe are zero so they can never oh, contest yeah. And monsters, I think, is just one. So, like a big flying monster is just one mm. point. So, by putting your, well, it's more obvious, I think, for the player that to push your horde across is a very good move. Yeah. Uh, and you can easily go like, well, you have two regiments, and that's four points. So that's more than my horde, which is three points. So it's mm. easier to kind of do calculations in your head while playing and it doesn't quite remove you from like the tactical in-game experience uh, as much as counting points would like you know 125 plus 400 yeah so uh, that's the biggest change uh, other than that it's a bit it, it changes some scenarios it, it would give different outcomes um, but it kind of balances out I mean, I've had games where I realized if this had been unit strength, then I would have won. Yeah. Because I had like a horde holding a square in control, and they were being uh, they were fighting a big monster, some sort of I think it was the large, large golem or something, large earth, oh, yeah, yeah. earth golem. Greater. Yeah. Earth greater. Elemental. Earth elemental, uh, and they were fighting, and uh, I just felt like yeah, oh, this square, I'm, I'm winning because my big zombie horde is here. This is cool. I got this. And then at the end of the game. You check the points, and the greater Earth Elemental is worth more points than the zombie, zombie <laughs> horde. So he won the square. I was like, "What the fuck?" Uh, but you know, that would change because it, it, it felt like the zombies should win that mm. because of just the size. And now they will, you know, they they would have, and now they will. Yeah, too. because they count. They count as three points. Yeah. Or, yeah. So mostly, uh, and it, you know, this will be a huge benefit for you with your uh, combat yeah, goblins. Yeah, I was thinking about that cheap. Yeah, your army will now have so many like let's call it uh, control points or something yeah. you know <laughs> compared to yeah. the amount of just instead of just being two thousand points which die easily you have like uh, 35 uh, 40 points that you can yeah. push into squares or uh, to pillage markers because so, i have no monsters so yeah true and if they are one points i got you yeah. So and a regiment of infantry, that's two points. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So you have like um, tons of points. So yeah. this, I guess, is a boost for uh, like horde armies, and goblins, ratkin, kings of men. Mm. I, I suppose they these all just yeah. got a bit better. <laughs> yeah, especially if you play king of men with no monsters and yeah. mostly hordes and uh, maybe cavalry as well. Exactly. So this is very cool. I believe this. Uh, I mean, this this point system is kind of a. Um, uh, this was used before, I think, in uh, some Warhammer tournaments, and uh, I think yeah. uh, this has kind of been adopted over from that, which is cool. It works, I think, and uh, it's neat. I like it very much. People did, people played scenarios in Warhammer? Mm, sometimes. Right. At least in America. <laughs> okay, yeah. In oh, the okay. US of A, they love yeah. scenarios. Yeah. Uh, great country. You know, which um, they have, I think, as far as I know, a couple of these new scenarios kind of come from 
American tournaments. I think Control <coughs> was played there, which was usually an old Warhammer scenario that they kind of just adopted over. Mm. And I think this unit strength thing also was in play in a tournament or several tournaments last year. I'm not oh. sure who arranged it, but it, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's one of those people we kind of know already through the podcasts over there. Bareface guys or, uh, oh. you know, Lake Swat or something. Um, so that's cool. I like it. I like it a lot. We like it, eh? Uh, other things in this book? No, that's it. No, that's it. There's yeah. no, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, and the part everyone knows about, the new spells, yeah. the new artifacts. And uh, uh, the uh, fewer uh, artifacts as well. Yeah, the removal of the regen, mm. the plus one defense, and the plus one to hit shooting, I think, yeah. that's removed. That sounds yeah. great. But they all know that. Um, but some more interesting news about this book, which I have checked. Yeah. It is printed in Vilnius, Lithuania. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's a good city. Good city. Uh, Lithu- and Vilnius uh, has been around for uh, very many hundred years. And uh, the Russians have been fucking with the Vilnius since like the 1600s. Pretty much pillaging yeah. and looting. It's a good place for uh, a war book, I guess. Miniature war yeah. book. Uh, so in 1991, uh, the Russians stopped fucking with the, this country and let them be. <laughs> so good. that's cool. So nice semantic <laughs> to support uh, free Lithuania. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Mantic. Um, is that a republic now? I don't know. Uh, there was a, I found this interesting story about uh, the founding of Vilnius. Uh, check this out. This is pretty cool. It's founded by a duke who had a mm. dream of an iron wolf howling at the moon. Cool. And the city was founded at that place that they, where they were camping out and they had this dream. An iron wolf. Yeah, an iron wolf. How cool is that? <laughs> I've never even heard of those two words combined into like one. <laughs> an iron wolf. Scary thought. Yeah, it's awesome. Sounds like a cool monster idea. Yeah. <laughs> there should be a next like um, uh, mercenary monster for romantic uh, games. Yeah. Cool. Or... Yeah. Uh, we will come back, I think, to the Clash of Kings book because I was thinking we could like, maybe review uh, one scenario. Uh, every time we meet and like talk about mm. and analyze yeah, one we, scenario, preferably if we also played a game with yeah. that scenario, which we have, we have, we will talk uh, in a moment. We'll talk about uh, the scavenge scenario. But first, more history lessons. No, I'm I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with the history. <laughs> That's all I had. <laughs> yeah, well, I like how the discussion stopped as soon as I asked the question that you should have written down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted some f- cool facts. We promised to have something that no one else talked about. And yeah. I'm sure no one picked up that it was printed in Vilnius. I'm sure no one ever mentioned that in that one podcast that did review. They did not. <laughs> they did not. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, that was a bit about the Clash of Kings 17 book, which is very nice. And you should pick it up if you are a committed Kings of War gamer. Then uh, yeah. you need this book. It's for you. Yeah, if it's digital as well, uh, yeah. good to have, you can have it on the phone. There is no excuse for playing vanilla anymore. So oh. well, unless you really, really want to play vanilla. Yeah, you yes, you can do it if you want to. But, uh, <laughs> I will not play with play with you. <laughs> <laughs> Today's scenario. Okie dokie. Uh, so Lars, we did play a game recently. Yeah, we did. <clears throat> Do you remember mm. anything from the game? Uh, yes. Good? I believe so. Very good. <laughs> uh, it was the uh, scavenge scenario. Yeah. I had to go check, actually, which, uh, which of the names it was, because as we had talked about, some of these, well, most of these scenarios now are kind of just uh, synonymous with each other. Yeah. It's like, it's, uh... kill, maim, burn, destroy. <laughs> Pillage. So, but uh, this uh, is scavenge as, as far as my notes tell me. And this, that's the one that, um, uh, well, if you boil it down and look at it from like external, uh, it's kind of loot. It's, it looks like loot. Yeah, sets up as loot. Yeah, it's the same setup. You have three markers on the center line, uh, which uh, one's in the perfect center and two get placed by each opponent. But pretty much 
three tokens spread out on the center line. And it's also like loot in that you have to go and get them. Yeah. Go get them tokens. The difference, which I like, I think, is that you can't pick it up the moment you stop on them. No, that's right. You have, have to... to the start of your turn. Yes, yeah, so at the start of your next turn, you have to pick it up before you move. Uh, but they act as pillage markers, don't they? So you have to be within three inch. You don't have to be on top of them. Oh Why yeah, that's I... true. That That's true. And that's what separates it. I mean, of course, it's different from loot in that... Uh, oh yeah, and this gets a bit confusing. I have some uh, I have some thoughts about this that I will come back to later. Yeah. Uh, it looks like loot. You you play it like loot, but those three markers on the center line those never get removed. No, yeah, that's right. So uh, <laughs> you have to go there, and then you use the rules for like pillage that it's a three inch uh, radius, mm. which you have to be within. And then at the start of your next turn, if you are controlling it, which means you and not and your opponent is, is not there yeah. messing with you. you you have to be like c completely in control uh, then you can like i don't know dig up uh, uh, a loot token <laughs> scavenge yeah. like uh, you know get your shovels out and start digging and um, getting some sort of artifact and uh, yeah. run away with it yeah also, i guess potentially so then you can get a loot token at the start of your turn uh, and then it's loot Right then you yeah. can, but uh, you can't take it off the board. But uh, but the token is still the original token is still there. Yeah, it's yeah. That's exactly. They never get removed. You just uh, it's like you. There's like a I don't know, uh, like a, I I imagine like a mound, like an old uh, you know those yeah, old Viking graves grave or something. Grave or something yeah. yeah, and you go there. You would start digging, <laughs> and you're like, yes, I found like an ancient relic, and then you. And then you see the enemy just yeah. charging at you as we run away. <laughs> and then you take that relic and you, I don't know, try to get away or something. There's no point in getting away, of course, but... No, but you have to control it in the yeah, end of you the have, game. Exactly. The, you have to hold this token at the end of the game and whoever hold, holds the most tokens wins. Um, so what's funny is, if you do decide to dig up a token and then go away, mm. then your enemy will probably just go and do the same. Yeah, which I think <laughs> also happened. So the moment I kind of was unable to stand there and, uh, you know, sabotage your control of the area, you yeah, because I was no longer within three inches, so you had complete control. Yeah, because you try you try to do a sneaky um, raid, uh, just flying in. Yeah. Pick one up. Yeah. Uh, or yeah, fly in, and then scavenge one, and then kind of back up. Off, yeah. yeah. But then I just came with my goblins. And yeah, so then you dug one up, and then yeah. you had one. And I was like, no, fuck! And because I, in my, I don't know, in my, uh, I don't know, experience, it's like first to the line, yeah. uh, grab the tokens and and then back up. <laughs> but now it's like I was backing up, and you were like, okay, fuck off, and then you just grab, you know, grab you your own shovels and you find your own relic. Lots of relics in these. Uh, yeah, holes. And relic. my relic was much better than yours yeah. as well. Yeah, my relic is better. <laughs> uh, so then you had a, had a token. I was like, oh, fuck. Then it's kind of, it's a draw again. Because yeah. I was trying to win and you just, <laughs> you just uh, dug one up yourself. So then I kind of realized that, okay, I have to just be here. I have to, I have to hang around these, uh, um, these zones. So it becomes a bit of a strange, but fun, but strange game where you kind of, you you want to be around the midline with mm. something yeah. to stop your enemy from digging up these tokens. So yeah. we ended up kind of just, uh, you know, our armies kind of just smashed into each other uh, pretty close to the center line. Yeah, very yeah. much all over. Yeah, the whole line was yeah. and battlefield. Even, and then even when we were in <coughs> combat, um, both our units were within three inches of these tokens. So as yeah. long as we were fighting... <coughs> None of us were digging up tokens. <laughs> no. So as long as we kept in a constant state of combat, then we were kind of in a stalemate. And I think I was up to... I had two, you had one, uh, mm. for a long time. Uh, and then, but then I kind of lost a combat, and then I lost the, my single unit who was within three inches of one of these yeah. scavenge uh, markers. So then in your next turn, you could pick up another one. Mm. So then you had yeah. two, and That's I had two. So we uh, we did end up uh, playing a draw, yeah. Um, 
And it was very, it was fun. It was very fresh, I think, because, you know, it, it, we came into it feeling like loot. But it really felt like something completely different. At least that's what I, uh, I felt. It was a fun game, yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I might be mistaken, but I think you could also, um, like, uh, destroy the token that you picked up. Yeah, uh, that's true. If, if you, you feel like it. If you win, if you take it from someone by routing yeah. them in combat, then you can just sort of uh, uh, destroy the relic. Oh, yeah, we had this fun image of uh, of them having, I don't know, like a, say it's a long staff or something, <laughs> yeah. and they just break it across their knee, like, <laughs> <laughs> you're not having this. Uh, I guess that, it, and that's it could be a tactical choice um, if you yeah. feel like I'm going to get run down in, in the next Yeah, next if you're going to lose it next turn anyway, why not yeah. just destroy it then? Exactly. Which is something that's, I mean, I've had that happen to me in, in games of, of loot and push, that I've actually dropped a token and then charged, because mm. I feel like the risk of me losing this combat and them just automatically taking it is too high. So I've dropped it sometimes to eliminate the risk of losing mm. it in some silly way uh, and this is kind of the same you kind of you, you can choose to sort of get rid of it instead of just holding it for one turn and then just uh, <laughs> yeah. you know being just smashed into and losing it so yeah uh, fun fun mechanic um, but that can only be done if you win a combat it's not like yeah. it's not something you can do willy-nilly no if you have it uh, if you walk around with it then you have to hold on to it it, it seems yeah. So um, I like the I like the mechanic. Um, it also slowed the game. I mean, the tempo changed a bit because you had to go there, and stay there, and then pick it up and then move. I'm not sure. I guess the tempo is the same, but it just it flips the faces around, and you can't win last turn. You you know you can't go. Let's say if it's turn seven, right, and yeah. you go there, you can't pick it up. You you, right, yeah, yeah. you would need a turn eight. Mm. In that case, or if you go there end of turn six, and if you don't get a turn seven, then also you mm. did not get it. So maybe that's to stop these uh, last round uh, wins or something. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you have to do it in the beginning of a turn. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it does change how it works mm-hmm. quite a lot, and we struggle a little bit. To remember this, yeah. Like when when can we dig? When can we? And I'm sure we're not the only ones, because uh, these mechanics, I mean, they are they are pretty similar. Similar. I mean, they do resemble each other a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when you start mixing, and in, in this scenario, there's kind of there's both pillage rules and loot rules, and some mm. uh, yeah. some some of their own. So you're kind of just sort of what's going on. <laughs> Um, I guess you just have to get used to the new, scenar- new yeah. scenarios. But yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure next game, if we play the same, then we would be much more on top of the, of the rules. And it wasn't. It wasn't a big deal, but it took a little bit of thinking, and um, um, I think I got a couple of tokens easy. When I feel like you kind of forgot that you could actually stop me from doing it by just moving. Uh, if, let's say if I move far enough to be within three so I can grab on next turn then you can just move far enough to stop me so you can kind of you can kind of uh, nullify my attempt to, to dig up an artifact yeah and then uh, when, if you play too careful then and like hang back then you're kind of just giving me a free token you, instead of just going full speed stop me from getting a token and then mm. Then you maybe have to eat a charge instead, but at least I don't have a token. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then you have to choose: do you want to dig mm-hmm. or charge me? Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. So that was scavenge, and uh, good one. Thumbs up for me. All yeah, right sure. You. Thumbs all around. Thumbs all around. That's right. That's an epic moment. Uh, also. Um, in this game, do you have any favorite uh, moments, Lars? Some cool stuff that happened, or or in another game that you played recently? Do you have any fun, <laughs> fun moments to share? Yeah, in, the, in that scavenge game, uh, it was fun when um, when you failed to wound my uh, mincer uh, twice with your uh, 
uh, race. <laughs> yeah, so I did. You, you charge them in the front, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, you know, it has a big shield. It does apparently, yes. Yeah, so it defends six in the front, <laughs> <laughs> but still they are crushing one. Yeah. So they, you know, how many attacks? Twelve. Yeah. Well, ten. No, ten ten as a troop. Mm. Yeah, but you know they should get a wound in. Yeah, they should. I mean, they hit on fours, wounds on fives with their crushing. Yeah. So uh, like one or two wounds should should happen. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it turns out the big shield is like my nemesis. Um, <laughs> first of all, I never remember it. So I see these mincers of yours and like, yeah. oh yeah, and juicy target. So I just, and I know they have thunderous <laughs> three, right? They, they don't have crushing. So I'm thinking, yeah. oh, it's an easy, you know, easy target. I'll go in, uh, make a wound and they lose all their thunderous charge and I can just grind them out. Yeah. So I charge them with my wraith troop just go there, feel confident, fail to wound. And uh, you know, Lars is laughing his ass off. Next turn you charge me with like Thunderous 3. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think you, you almost popped them, but you, you, you were just just enough to not yeah, kill them. I was a bit unlucky with the roll, actually. Yeah. I, I think I rolled uh, 1 on a d6 plus... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll? You had yeah, a horrible, horrible random attacks rolls. We just we joked that you were just you could just say they have seven attacks. <laughs> yeah, but that's that yeah. has seven attacks. That's a d6 <laughs> plus one. Anyway, you made some wounds, uh, did not route the raids, and then next turn I could go again, and it happened again. I made zero <laughs> wounds. You're laughing your ass off, and you can charge me once again with Thunderous Charge Three, and that time I think I think they died. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. At least it was I, hilarious. I actually think it was you charged me first. You didn't wound me. Mm-hmm. Then I charged you, and I didn't rout you, and then you charged me, and you did actually score a wound, and you wavered me. Okay. I think I think it was something like that. Oh yeah, and then I got to go again. Yeah. To finish the job, yeah. as I said. <laughs> oh well, guess I'll finish the job, and then you know, famous last words, and then I failed to wound you, and then you came back with thunder three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you were a bit annoyed that oh they're wayward oh shit and okay I'll, I'll, I'm just sure to kill them next round anyway. Yeah, because I was I was wanting to go somewhere else with my raids. But yeah, was, uh, you were lined up for just pivoting and surging into my flank of the yeah. trolls or something. So yeah, that would have been useful elsewhere. Stupid mincer. <laughs> yeah, so... But, but isn't that the, why, the, the reason why Big Shield is a problem for you is that on the sheet it says Defense 4. Yeah, yeah. And, it does. and you don't consult the, the special, special rules. rules. No, <laughs> so that's, that's the thing. I, I always forget it. Uh, I never think about it. If I have a glance, I see Defense 4. Haha, that's easy. And uh, then when I first charge in, then I'm never able to score a wound. So it's, uh, yeah, big shields, man. Uh, they suck. <laughs> well, luckily, there's not that many units with big shields. No, just in the goblin army. <laughs> Two mincers. <laughs> but, of course, uh, this huge mincer with this huge shield and big drill is uh, scared of charging people. Yeah, the yellow belly, which is uh, <laughs> oh, surprising. The has yellow belly, that's, that's also When we look cool. at the model, it looks like something that the goblin crew has no control over it. They yeah. just power it, they just put coal into the coal <laughs> engine and it just goes forward. It should have like random movement or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but not yellow, yellow belly anyway. No, <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, your minsters are doing a good job. Yeah, it's, it's a brutal rule. It's just the best. Mm. Just get him in there. Get him in there, get that bonus. Bootless good, it's, it always seems to count. How many yeah. times haven't we played and, and I would say like, haha, it's, you know, you're, uh, you're one point away from rounding them. They're alive. Yeah. And then you go, ooh, brutal. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it happens so many times when I manage to counter charge a unit with, let's say, two, two goblin regiments and a mincer. Yeah. And I manage to score uh, some wounds with the goblins, the mincer doesn't score anything, but mm-hmm. the goblins somehow manage to hit and actually score wounds, but yeah. the mincer fails. And the brutal <laughs> on the mincer still activates yeah. and routes them. Still works even if it doesn't wound. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, it is. Coolio. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, Lars, do you have any hobby progress uh, recently? Have you been painting anything or...? Um, no. 
No, uh, no painting at all. Um, Just gaming. Okay. Yeah, a little bit that as well. Yeah, a little bit, not much. You've been uh, been a bit busy last month or so. Yeah, but you've been programming on the website. Uh, oh, I yeah, guess yeah. that should count as hobby, shouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> I updated the Epic Dwarf uh, website with a navigation bar. Oh yeah, this should be a news, uh, big news, <laughs> big or small, or local news or whatever. <laughs> it's local, it's a website, <laughs> international news. <laughs> you can only access it from uh, Norwegian IPs. Yeah, you have to get, use like a VPN <laughs> to get a Norwegian uh, IP address. <laughs> so yeah, but what's the news then, Lars? You made some new maps and shit. Yeah, the navigation bar, first of all, so it's oh, yeah. good. So I have to <laughs> mention the bar, yeah. And uh, as of this moment, there is uh, 20 maps <gasps> on the sites. Oh my god. Up from 12. Mm? So there are eight new maps. Cool. So when you randomize now on the on the website, you have a risk of getting one of the new ones. Oh my god. Yeah. Then you should roll again. <laughs> <laughs> or roll until you get the number two map, which is the yeah. Cock and Balls famous yeah, map. the infamous one. But uh, okay, cool. So eight new maps. You are um, doing something new, slightly different with this. Yeah, we touched upon it last time. Like yeah, I think we said it earlier, but it's basically, you know, trying to experiment with maybe what happens if you put a fence and a forest mm. next to each other, or even a, a hill, hill and a, mm. a forest just right next to each other. Yeah, you mess with the pathfinders. That's what. Yeah, with the. Obstacles, just, just you know, to stop that caterpillar item. <laughs> just, uh, here's yeah. terrain plus an obstacle. I guess at I mean, least it gets very obvious that you know if you have Pathfinder, you shouldn't. That forest is not necessarily your friend anymore. Mm. Mm. It's not like the obstacle is inside the forest. It should be. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's uh, it's very close by. So yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, I guess this is a bit new for for us as well. Um, it will be exciting to see how these maps are are to play. We haven't played on a lot of them, and uh, uh, I guess we are excited to hear if anyone out there has any reviews. If you yeah. try these new maps and you either love them or hate them, then I'm sure we would uh, love to get feedback on that. Yeah, I was thinking I haven't uh, I haven't updated the post the map pack post on the Mantic forums yet. Mm. So I was thinking uh, I will put the maps in there, uh, obviously yeah. because you know it's, uh, it's good to have it there as well. Sure. Uh, and then you can just comment on that uh, post if you have feedback. Yeah, that's cool. Or um, use that email that we mentioned earlier. Yeah, which I think I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's giant dwarf podcast all in one word yeah. at gmail.com. Or okay, so this um, map thread that's on the Mantic forum, uh, mantic.club. It's the yeah, new website, so, yeah. and it's is it in the Club. is it in the general section? Kings of War General? Uh, yes, it yeah. should be. I, I guess you can search for it. Map pack. I never tried to search for it myself. Mm. I'm pretty Maybe. sure it's in the general section. Yeah, it's in general. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kings of War General. Cool. But it won't yeah. you won't find it on the front page. But it, you will when I update it. Of obviously. course, we'll <laughs> bump it now. We'll keep it bumped, bumped up. I will just bump it every day. Every day bumping. As soon as it falls down on the second row. Oh yeah, the next time for a bump. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So, so just give us your feedback. Uh, we are interested. We do care. Yeah, we do. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I've been doing some small stuff. Uh, Hobby-wise, uh, still painting on my orcs very slowly and steady. I'm up to around thousand points of orcs. I can't seem to like get over the thousand. I've been like, you know, I've been kind of meddling around a thousand now for a good few weeks. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah. But uh, do you have like something like maybe a crudger planned or something? On the... Yeah, I'm, I'm painting a god speaker. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And, that means uh, something very expensive and you bump oh, your... Oh, yeah, like that. Um, I think I, I guess have a some... speaker is a bit of points. I have some, have some boar riders that oh, I yeah. should assemble. That should bump me up. Um, yeah. But it's uh, I need a little boost because um, everything I had glued is now painted. So every, 
now everything's in spruce. I feel like uh. I'm back to like stage one. <laughs> but so, you are. Yeah. <laughs> don't remind me. Uh, so I kind of need one of those uh, like hobby days where you don't paint. You just sort of clip yeah. and file and glue and shit. So, you know, that could be cool too. I just need to get in that mood. But, uh, we, you talked, we talked about this the other day. Like uh, maybe you should just bring your spruce to the to the gaming club. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just you know spectate while you uh, clip things up. Yeah, to that's true. Yeah, I was actually going to go there on Saturday when they had this uh, counter charge army in the weekend day oh, yeah. on Saturday. I was going to kind of I don't know if I, if I wanted to join, but I. Uh, I'm not sure, sure if I had the ability to join. I guess I needed a microphone or something. Um, or a, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, because it's like... It's yeah, on Google Hangouts. Yeah. But I kind of wanted to at least half join that. Tell them, <laughs> you know, send them a photo. Tell them I'm, I'm doing yeah. something. Post on Twitter. Yeah, tweet. Uh, but uh, I, I was going to go to the club, but it was packed with a, with a tournament. A War Machine oh, Horse no. tournament. Ah. Zero tables available, so really? yeah, I got fucked. Are they even allowed to do that? No, there should, there should be at least one table free for for other stuff, but uh, we, we're going to have a discussion about that in another yeah, place. Next uh, Yeah, but uh, any, in, in any case, I was kind of sabotaged, couldn't do that. Uh, I was a bit down, you know, I was going to yeah. do that and then get shut down, but uh, I was able to do something else instead. Uh, Fortunately, because I'm helping, I'm helping my brother build this um, um, salamander large cavalry unit. Yeah, yeah. I think they're called Ancients on Rhinosaurs, I believe. Yeah, that's probably... Height, three cavalry. Large cavalry? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and he has this idea, well, he had an idea for this that I'm trying to build from now. And this is actually a way for us to use the old slan mage priests. Mm. So we had two old slants, good old metal ones with the throne and the scepter. Mm. Uh, we had two of those, nice. which we have put on each. Um, they have a staggered on each now. They are kind of, you know, they both look like the old uh, Mazdemundi model, which is a slant on a staggered on. Yeah. And we play them as battle platforms. Because mm. uh, that's like a defense six and it shoots like fire bolts. Yeah. Uh, so we feel like that we felt that that's a pretty cool like a slam riding a staggered on high defense and he's shooting like he's like shooting a small spell like <laughs> pew, pew, pew. that's a firebolt so it's kind of a we pretend it's the slam shooting uh, legendary slam <laughs> with a firebolt it doesn't uh, doesn't sound very <laughs> legendary as pew pew a firebolt well it's close it's like it's close enough but so we but those are magnetized so I can take those off Mm. And then he also bought two more slants from a guy called Alexander at the club. So now he has four slant mage priests. Oh, yeah. And there's not really anything to use those for, I feel, in no. the salamander list. They're too big to be mage priests. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, the spellcaster is called a mage priest. Oh. But the slant mage priest is just, you know, he's too huge. Huge as frog. And uh, yeah. it's more like a skink, you know, those, uh, what are, uh, gekota, like uh, yeah. gekota... Mage priest, so the the big frog lump of metal doesn't really fit in, um, but so his idea is the ancients on rhinosaurs. He's been struggling finding proper models for that because the rhinosaur is supposed to be bigger than the normal cavalry, yeah. but I mean, but not as big as a stegodon. <laughs> so we're gonna have slants being carried forward by flame elementals. So mm-hmm. that's the idea, like surfing almost on flame elementals, carrying them forward. Surfing on fire. Oh yeah. That sounds amazing. And Will they have surfboards? Uh, no, but they have their thrones, which is yeah, close yeah, enough. Yeah, that's close enough. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to, you know, whack people in the head with their scepters. <laughs> they're, uh... So they're no longer spellcasters at all. Just... No, now they're just, gonna... <laughs> they're just brutes. Yeah, they're just going to, you know, headbutt people. <laughs> with their big frog heads and their scepters. Well, man, that's, that's some sort of... Fear of just, you know getting headbutted by a giant frog. The slants have really fallen from grace. They were like the best <laughs> spellcasters in the game before, yeah. in the old game, and now in our game now they're either thugs who like smash people, or they have a measly firebolt <laughs> on top of their stegodon. Uh, oh, yeah. At least they're they get to play, they get to join the army and you know hang out. 
Oh well, well that's my and I got to do that on Saturday. That was the sunshine part of my story. So I got to starting that project and you know pinning and drilling those fire elementals and those uh, lumps yeah. of metalized uh, frog slams. Good and mix it mix it up. Yeah. Not just orcs. Yeah, that was cool. You know, I like doing these salamander projects on the side for my brother. I get kind of distracts me a bit in a good way from my other stuff. Mm. So uh, that's cool. So that was my hobby progress. Fuck me! I'm ranting! Alright. Um, I have a little random rant to bring to yeah. the table. Angry. It's not very ranty, um, but it's a thing we've also uh, spoken a bit about before. And that is that individuals are in fact very tanky. Oh yeah, yeah, they are. Um, and it's not something I expect to change. But uh, hopefully in the version 3, maybe it will change. Uh, yeah. Because the way it is now, it's um, uh, you can safely just pop your individual out in front of something. And it's mm. pretty much guaranteed to stop whatever is coming. If it's unharmed from, uh, from earlier, yeah. Yeah. E- even like a goblin whiz. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's 9-11 nerve. So you, uh, but, you know, we just put it in front of there. And it's, I mean, unless it's something with a lot of attacks. Yeah. It's, it's surprisingly sturdy. It is. And uh, if it is something with a lot of attacks, it will kill him and overrun like three inches. Yeah, exactly. So you, yeah. Still, I mean, you, you can plan <laughs> for that, right? Yeah. So you buy yourself a, a it's guaranteed game turn of safety. And uh, the reason I'm I'm bringing this up now is um, is our game again, our scavenge game, where my revenant king just stood in the way of two of your goblin riders regiments. Mm. You had one regiment oh, yeah, of yeah, yeah. Um, on that one yeah. flank. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah. So you had the regiment of uh, of uh, like cavalry with thunderous charge. Yeah, it's the flea bag riders. Flea bag riders, yeah, and the other one I guess was just sniffs. No, they were both yeah, flea bag riders. Yeah, they were, right? Yeah. Reg- oh, that two makes regiments. it even worse. Yeah. So you have two regiments <laughs> of uh, goblin cavalry mm. with, uh, with like spares, like Thunderous Charge 1. Mm. And uh, I just, uh, oh yeah, I'll just stop both of these uh, stupid uh, bastards. Just run my, my Revenant King like uh, 16 inches. <laughs> just stand there. And you didn't, you know, he was too tight. So you kind of didn't have space to, to uh, go around him. So you just kind of had to charge him. And one of them got a flank, you know, which doesn't matter. No, that doesn't matter. And the other one got the front. Yeah. And you scored a couple of wounds or something. Yeah. You know, you, <laughs> no problem. You didn't even waver him. He's fine. That's then, one game turn. And uh, and then I punch back and, you know, disorder one of them. Mm, and then it's no your thunders. turn again. And then you... They, and this time you lost Thunderous on the other one and the one in the flank. You know, still doesn't matter if he's in the flank. No. And uh, I don't know, you killed him in like two or three turns. I think I used three turns, yeah, with, with two yeah. regiments. Of, uh, and I know, I, d- I didn't lose any of them, but you, I almost lost one of them. Uh, but, but I think you, yeah. you rolled extremely low nerve on those. Yeah, know? so my Revenant King kind of actually grinded out one of these regiments. <laughs> yeah. And the other one, you sort of punched him in the flank, like, repeatedly. Yeah. With, to no effect. <laughs> He's like, it's cool, I'm defense 5, night mofo, yeah, I don't care. Uh, it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it would be like, I think everyone accepts the, the good old sacrifice, you know, the speed bump maneuver. Yeah. I guess you can't, you can't really take that out, I think, then you'd have to, then you'd have to change the rule completely that, you know, individuals do not count as being there. <laughs> yeah. Then you can just charge across them or something, which be, would be a bit strange. Or that they just, uh, I don't know, get uh, knocked, o- knocked aside. You, you just yeah, charge, you ignore them, and then you just, if it's if he ends up like inside a unit, you just kind of pull him back or just yeah. pull him out. Or at least if you charged a, an, an individual in the flank, at least get double attacks. Yeah, you know, or triple attacks, or like war, like, like a war engine. Like you always triple your attacks against individuals. Yeah, it would help against individuals. You mm. probably still would not have killed my Rev King with triple attacks. <laughs> Maybe if you had both of them. Yeah. For a short. Yeah, then it would just like you know mm. probably just. <laughs> yeah, because he gets quite high defense uh, nerve, doesn't he? Yeah, well. high nerve, defense high defense. And... It feels like 
it feels very unfair. Yeah, I could stop two regiments of knights for like two or three turns. It's just it feels wrong. Yeah. And uh, I mean, when my Lycanis, I talked, we talked about this in previous episode, charged your wit wizard or something. Maybe it wasn't your army. Maybe it was another army. But my Lycanis yeah. charged a wizard individual. Yeah. Lycanis only has five attacks. Yeah. I mean, sure he hits and wounds reliably, but. This wizard is going nowhere, and it's just been assaulted by a werewolf fucking monster. <laughs> this wizard yeah. should be toast. It should be lunch for this werewolf hero. Yeah. So, uh, the, I mean, the Lycanus should get triple attacks against this puny wizard. And that's, I guess that's just my random rant for today. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I, I agree a little bit. Uh, and, but I, I almost think it's, it's worse that individuals can run around with 10 attacks uh, on horseback, so they have speed yeah. 9, and uh, crushing 2, and defense 5. I just think that's wrong. I think individuals should be, I mean, maximum 3 attacks. They're just, they're not just there for inspiring, basically, or sending spells. They're not there yeah. for combat. Like a supporting role? Yeah, like a support thing. Mm. That, that was what I... When I first played uh, Kings of War, uh, against you, I remember. I think I said that at the time. I liked how the individuals, because neither of us had any powerful individuals. Yeah, I had a dwarf king. He yeah. was, I guess, powerful enough. He could stop things, but only five attacks. Yeah, the, the five attacks limit seemed. That was what we, we we first kind of experienced. Was like, oh, there's yeah. five attacks on the king. That's like the that seems like the limit. That's fine. That seems fair. Yeah. But then exactly. you kind of boost that up to that, eight, the, nine, ten attacks. Yeah. And when, when an individual can spin around 360 degrees, mm. charge a unit, take it out in one turn, I yeah. just feel like that's there's something wrong with that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, like a vampire charging a dwarf regiment of uh, ironclad, let's say. Yeah. And just, yeah, hitting on threes and uh, crushing <laughs> two, uh, winning on threes. Oh, that's uh, seven wounds. They're gone. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> the spike on the nerve, I think. Or maybe they had some wounds from from beforehand. I don't think it's. I just I don't like it. I I feel like even a vamp if a vampire wanted ten attacks, he should be large infantry. Yeah. Or large cavalry. Yeah, true. Because he then you have still yeah, penalties. It's, it's the combination of three sixty degrees, uh, ten attacks, high crushing, mm. and on top of that, high defense and high nerve. Yeah. They are uh, they are nerfing him slightly, of course, but uh, maybe yeah. they. Uh, I think also we had. Uh, we had some sort of unofficial, slight agreement. I think when we were in uh, in uh, at the Clash of Kings, that um, I well, I'm not mentioning names, but uh, someone told us that this was kind of the intention of having individuals kind of stop at like yeah. around five attacks. You know that that I think that was mm. the the level they were going to make, like their baseline or something, yeah. but then. I guess it, it kind of escalated when you get, okay, we, we have a vampire, yeah. you know, and he, and he should be more powerful than these guys. So then you kind of add to that and then yeah. you get, an, oh, orc, he should be more powerful, but the vampire should mm. be even more powerful. So you kind of you start like tweaking a bit and you cranking up the volume here and there and then suddenly you have eight attacks crushing three and shit. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, but um, we are, uh, we are uh, not opposed to... Uh, to to individuals, I mean, uh, we we <laughs> can sure. still play the game. Yeah. It's not it's not bad. It's just uh, you know it's it would be cool if this uh, may at some point in the future maybe, maybe a third edition. Or yeah, something. no rush. We still love the game. Yeah, sure. Not gonna quit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it helps. It does help, of course, that they are reducing vampires down. Yeah. And uh, I I mean I don't I'm not even used to. It. It's not like I'm in our local meta. It's not like people run three vampires anyway. I haven't, no. at least no. I haven't played them, but I rarely play at the top tables, to be fair. True, me <laughs> as well. <laughs> but, um, I, I mean, it's not, that's not the reason, it's just a theoretical, it's not like yeah. I have been stumped by triple vampires, and therefore I am raging. It's, it's not that, it's just the, you know, I see the, like, yeah, see the flaw in it, sort of. Yeah. I just I feel like it's, it's more like wrong. an academic complaint. <laughs> on paper, it's wrong to me. Yeah. <laughs> just... And there's nothing more wrong than being wrong on paper. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> there's no correct as technical correct. Oh well. 
let's not end on a rant there. Let's uh, talk about something else before we go. Yeah. What are these rules? And <laughs> uh, let's end up with a little uh, rules query. A rules query. Yeah, like query. Query, I think is. <laughs> no, 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 you know, we're not digging for rules. We are asking questions and then answering them. Cool. Um, Do you have I, any questions? Yeah, I have two questions that uh, I want you to answer. Me? Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, the first one is just. I think this is the last time I'm gonna say this on a podcast, but uh, hopefully this uh, will, you know, cement the idea to everyone. Uh, Lars, does the does the does a unit with path pathfinder ignore obstacles? Um, he may ignore it, but he will still be uh, affected by it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. D- uh, so, uh, to ask differently, <laughs> if a unit with Pathfinder charges across an obstacle, will they be hindered? Yes, indeed they will. Indeed they will. And this has been uh, brought up several times uh, from several yeah. people. It's even on print in the Clash of Kings book. Yeah, I think it's a common misconception. It's so common, they kind of have to print it a bit like, a bit non-sequitur. It's like, oh, we throw this in here. Yeah. Just to get that on print, because <laughs> I think it's the most like FAQ'd uh, thing ever. Yeah, I I can't see, I can't understand why, because it's, uh, I guess the r- original rules, it's the obstacle rules are a bit on the side, I guess. It's a bit like technical. It, I mean, if you haven't really read the rule book with your own, with your own eyes, mm. which a lot of yeah. people, I think it's like that. For I mean, the rules are yeah. relatively simple to learn through games right so yeah. I think many people have just played lots of games been told and like confirmed if they had questions and then yeah they know the game but if you look and then you, you've never seen that page where like the obstacle section is actually separated away from the terrain mm. section yeah. which is the only reason it's like a technical divide um, yeah. but that's a very important divide <laughs> so you know uh, it's natural I guess for people to assume that obstacle is just a part of terrain rules and therefore, mm. if you have a Pathfinder, then you ignore it. Uh, so I don't know what the logic is. It seems like if uh, if your terrain is man-made, you know, if, if a man has actually piled rocks on top of each other and built a wall, yeah. then you're no, <laughs> no matter how, uh, like, uh, woodsman-y or uh, pathfinder you may be, yeah, oh, you're not going to cross that wall. <laughs> Unless there's an actual gate in that wall, there will won't be a path through it. That's true. You need a, you need a literal path. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that's. Um, it makes sense, I guess, for um, like force of nature and shit. Like if it's man-made, like if you build like fences and walls, and yeah. it's like outside their comfort zone, so they're not just sort of uh, jumping across it and uh, yeah. So. Uh, so the only thing uh, that will ignore uh, obstacles in that sense would be uh, strider units. They will not ignore it for movement, will they? Exactly. Uh, uh, this, this dawned on me also uh, earlier. As far as I can tell, nothing in the entire game can move at the double across an obstacle. Mm. Yeah. Not even a giant. But giant will never be hindered. Exactly. Um, you can charge, you, can, you, know, you can hit it in the ch- on the charge or end up on it during the charge and he will not be hindered mm. but um, because of the um, uh, that rule what was the name of that Strider? rule Strider yeah, Strider. you just said it <laughs> yeah I just said it yeah I forgot <laughs> yes you need Strider to ignore obstacles for hindered penalties mm. um, not sure why they can't run across it fast but you know giants are pretty stupid so yeah I guess giants are friendly with Aragorn you know Okay. Which was called Strider in the oh, yeah. Lord of Rings book. Oh, that's not. That was, a, <laughs> that was like a collision of worlds. I just got completely distracted. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, let's just uh, put the final nail in, in that coffin. Uh, no. Strider, Pathfinder. Is it dead? Separate. No. Strider? Well, <laughs> stop mixing in. <laughs> oh, Lars. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay, and I have a, a small one to end off, and um, that is the um, there's a new uh, artifact in the Clash of Kings book, which gives you um, the rallying one rule, mm-hmm. and within a radius. 
Cool. Uh, and um, but this rally rule, um, some people well, it's kind of easy to think that it gives also plus one nerve to the unit holding the banner. Oh, but yeah, I assume yeah. that if it follows the rules for rally, mm. you kind of just uh, you just inspire others. Yeah, you, yeah. you create like an aura of rally mm. around yourself, but not including yourself. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. Which is easy to miss, and we actually had someone play this wrong at a tournament, uh, but it got corrected. But I think it was a bit of a downer because they had, you know, they thought like this unit also has plus one nerve, yeah. and then it kind of became important. I think they got routed by just one. <laughs> And so it mattered, but uh, yeah. So um, I guess then you have to buy that, that other item. I mean, there's there's an actual item that gives you plus one nerve. All right. You know, and you, you I guess you wouldn't have that item if you also made a banner which yeah. did the same thing plus give it to everyone yeah. else. And same points. No, I'm pretty sure it's more more costly. Huh. But um, yeah, make sure you that rally does not affect the units holding it, just everyone else around it. It makes sense because rally is a rule where you inspire others, yeah. uh, right? Uh, and not in the not in an inspiring way, but just because I mean, do you would you say that the holder of the banner fakes confidence? He fakes confidence. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, he's a faker. He's a faker, <laughs> but now he's a maker. <laughs> on uh, on that note, I think we are ending this podcast episode forever. This is the last one. Yeah, we'll we'll see. <laughs> uh, I just thought, you know, fake it till you make it, that's a pretty awesome way to end an episode. Yeah, but now we already moved on from that. But Did but I know? wanted to end it on the <laughs> but stop <laughs> If you just stop talking we can end it on the amazing uh, outro. Alright, where's the outro? Uh, I haven't made it yet. Oh right. we're I'm fading it in now, just a moment. Here we go, here we go. Okay, so uh that's all for today. Uh, I am Fred. And I'm Lars. And this was the Giant Dwarf Podcast. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye.